So thank you for joining us on the Boostly podcast today, where we're going to be shining the spotlight on our special guest. Today is all how you can get better reviews and income using furniture in your listings is the subject matter. So I'm Liam Carolan, and uh, I'm the co-host of the Boostly podcast. Today joining me is Sage Nathan. She is uh, head of partnerships at Minoan. Sage is a self-proclaimed boutique geek, easy for me to say. Um, we're going to be diving into what that means a little bit later. Uh, she's got a passion for hospitality and has got a history in e-commerce and retail and has been with Minoan since they started. So is a great source of knowledge on how we can address our listings. Now, Minoan at the moment is only available in the US currently, but if you are listening from other parts of the world still, there's going to be some really actionable, shareable sort of, uh, first of all, story and tips that you'll be able to pick up. So please do stay tuned. So Sage, welcome along and thank you for being here. How are you today? I'm great. I appreciate you guys having me. Uh, we're excited and uh, thank you. Thank you for spending your time with us. So let's get started by talking about you. First of all, what is your role at Minoan and what does your day to day routine sort of look like? It's a good question. And being such a small company right now, or I guess a young company, the day to day can change pretty frequently. But my overall role on the partnership side um, of the business is working with hosts, working with brands, bringing new um, hosts and property managers into the fold and really showing them the benefits of using Minoan and how, you know, having a system for furnishing can totally change the game um, of how they scale and optimize their business going forward. So the day-to-day -day for me is is working with uh, awesome folks like yourself, like Mark, um, other content creators in the space, and also um, drilling down into conversations with our hosts to understand like how can we build a better product to help serve you guys? What are your pain points? What do you like? What do you not like? And what do you wish to see? So it's a lot of um, interacting with our uh, hosts and community, which I love. It's it's honestly one of my favorite parts of my job. Um, so that's a little bit of a glimpse of the day in the life. I love it. When it comes down to Minoan, I'm sure there'll be people listening to this. And I know we've been talking about it on the Boostly podcast. We've, we've had Mark and we've had Ali on, uh, but some people still wouldn't have uh, haven't heard of Minoan so in a moment if you're one of those people listening to this and you haven't heard of Minoan we will dive into what Minoan is but first before we do that I'd love Sage for you to take me back to what was what did life look like before Minoan and why <laughs> did you end up joining Minoan? Ooh, that feels like so long ago at this point um life before Minoan I was working at an e-commerce startup called jet.com um, for the people in the US, it was based right outside of New York and Hoboken, New Jersey, um, ended up getting sold to Walmart. So I spent a lot of time in the world of e-commerce and traditional like brick and mortar retail is actually where I met Mark working at Jet. Um, and it was August of 2020. The pandemic was in its peak. And quite honestly, Walmart was doing a big reorg. Um, and unfortunately, a lot of our team got laid off and the rest, and luckily I was in this bucket, was offered a new role, but I had to move to a different state and it just didn't seem like the right opportunity. Um, and so I was looking for, you know, a new chance to, to do something a little bit different. So I decided not to stay with Walmart. Mark and I ended up catching up and he's like, what do you want to do next? I'm like, I don't really know, to be honest. And he's like, well, I'm working on this project and um, here's a little bit about it. And if you want, like, you can come try it out while, you know, you're still figuring things out of what's next and, and we can just go from there. 
And I admired Mark since working with him at Jet. So for me, it was a no brainer. Although to my parents, they're like, why would you not take the job when the economy is horrible and the job market is trash? But all that to say that that was my life before coming to Manoan. And I, I haven't looked back since. It's been an incredible over two plus years at this point. Um, and it's changing every day and we're growing every day. And it's it's an awesome thing to be a part of. So I'm very um, fortunate that the cookie crumbled in the way that it did because um, it led me to to working at Minoan. I mean, it's one of the exciting things seeing that the different tech aspects of hospitality, you know, meeting day-to-day problems and, and solving them. Uh, your stories just reminded me of, of one of the sayings across here, which is, you know, people leave their uh, leave their bosses, not their jobs. But you kind of flip that because people have followed their bosses and not the the company. Do you know what I mean? You've you've 100%. followed. Their, yeah, yeah. So I mean, good. when you find good people, it's important to to stick with these good people. Hundred percent. And I, I'm sure. I mean, I know there are a lot of people who were you know wanting to who admire still admire Mark, and I just feel really lucky to be one of the ones who had the opportunity to get in Minoan when it was this big. So it's been awesome. So for people who have been listening in, just going, well, what is Minoan? Why do I need to know about it? Um, if you could just give a brief overview of what Minoan is and, and how it helps hosts, that would be awesome. Sure. We're a totally free platform to help hosts simplify furnishing. So if I had a dollar um, for every time I heard from a host that they manage the entire ordering process in a Google spreadsheet or just in their inbox, I would be filthy rich at this point. Um, it's just not sustainable to manage that process on your own at scale uh, using a Google spreadsheet. So what we build is a free platform to where hosts and property managers and short-term rental designers can come in and get access to discounts on over 200 brands that they're probably already buying from, but at really steep discounts because the fundamental belief of Minoan is hosts should never pay full retail for anything anything that needs mattresses, soap, shampoos, I mean, literally anything that goes into their space. And the platform um, allows you to buy from all of those different brands in one place. And then our team helps manage all of the tracking for you. So at any point in time, if you're working on five different projects at once, you could log into Minoa and see tracking for all of your orders across 10, 20, 30 different brands and items in one place, instead of like going to check your email, then put the tracking in a Google spreadsheet and trying to call customer service. We just help consolidate all of that for them uh, in one place so that they don't have to bounce around to a bunch of different, um, you know, platforms or tools to do that. I mean, it's, it's something which every host at some stage runs into that problem. And certainly if you're in the US, there'd be, you know, it's, it's one of those things to really Google Minoan and really get involved with it because, there was something that you said right at the start there, which is free. Why wouldn't you do this? You know, why wouldn't you want to save money on on your furnishings? And why wouldn't you want to be able to you know, make money as well, advertise off it? I know we were lucky enough to have Ali on who we talked a lot about some of those features, how people can monetize um, uh, from using Minoan. But one of the things which I'd love to ask yourself as looking more, you know, from a host's point of view, what's the number one furnishing that hosts should consider? You know, are we talking that should be, you know, something in the living room, something in the bedroom? Uh, what What is the things that people should really concentrate on first and foremost, if there is one? To me, it's linens. I think linens are such a hot topic. I see people talking about them in Facebook groups constantly. And I have a really strong opinion on this. Um, 
after talking with so many hosts who have been buying linens on Amazon or on Costco or from Target or Walmart or wherever it is, because they're, you know, they're cheap, they're affordable, whatever term you want to use. The problem is they are retail grade linens. I wish I could say this for myself, Liam, I don't know about you, but I do not wash my sheets three times a week. Mm-hmm. I don't at my house. Um, once a week, twice a week. Yeah, not three times a week. In a short-term rental, how often are you washing your sheets? Every day, every two days, every three days. Our retail grade linens like that we buy as consumers for our own homes are not meant to withstand that amount of laundering that sheets go through in a short-term rental. So my biggest piece of advice for people is to invest in the linens up front because when you buy, I mean, I could geek out on this, so I'll try and make this a short version, but when you buy retail linens, you're buying a set, pillowcases, a flat sheet, a fitted sheet, et cetera. If you buy hospitality grade linens, you can buy in case packs, which is basically you can buy, I only need more pillowcases. Great, here you go. Here's a case bank of 12 pillowcases. So it allows you to actually be more flexible in your ordering so that you don't, you know, oh, I need another pillowcase. Okay, well, I have to go to Target and buy a full set. Like that doesn't help you. Also, the time that you spend driving to Target and finding the pillowcase is time wasted. Um, and it's money, basically, you know, in this business, time is money, every dollar, every minute. Um, and so what's what's really important is, especially as you scale, to focus on a scalable approach to linens, which in my opinion is buying in bulk and hospitality grade linens. Um, this also makes turns really easy for your cleaners because what I've also heard from hosts is, oh man, Costco was sold out, so I bought an Amazon. Amazon was sold out, so I bought at Target. And now you have five different sheets in your one home. And when your cleaner goes to do the turn, it's like, okay, is this a flat sheet? Is this a queen or is this a king? Okay, this Amazon sheet goes with this Amazon sheet. It's costing more time. So having standardized linens across your portfolio and doing that from the start is incredibly, incredibly important, especially if you go with a brand name like Parachute. They do hospitality linens. And then that's something that you can toss in your listing page. I see all the time as someone who loves to travel. uh, And like you mentioned, a boutique geek. Luxury linens. What does that mean? You could be buying them from Amazon. And to be honest, I don't necessarily consider Amazon linens, quote unquote, luxury. But if you can put parachute linens, um, Brooklyn bedding mattress, brands that like resonate with your guests, you could potentially charge a higher ADR and those linens will eventually pay for themselves. So that maybe was a longer version than I anticipated on sharing, but I, I feel very strongly about linens and the importance of implementing like a program like that from the start. Hey, it shows and literally my mind, <laughs> I was on the journey with you then. I was like, hang on, I, I did that. I'm I'm guilty of being one of them hosts who, you know, you, you, you're getting started, you're trying to keep it cheap. And what I didn't realize when you buy you know linens from local shops local stores stuff that they change the range like the seasons change and the trouble is that you end up with lots of different ranges from lots of different uh, places and it's really hard like you say to keep track of so I think that is a really top tip for people that especially for people getting started I mean that is I wish I'd have known what I know now back at the start and that is uh, is one of them so thank you for that share so turning it around a little bit the other way what is the mistakes that you see when hosts are setting up um, you know and often is there is there certain items that they don't necessarily um, consider quite as much things like I don't know beds or, or sofas things like that 
I think the biggest mistake that I would that I've seen thus far is just not placing a big enough importance on what goes into your space. Um, I see in Facebook groups, people talking about getting things from Facebook marketplace for their properties or going to Ikea and whatnot. And I'm not going to say there's anything wrong with that because to each their own, but if you want to get top dollar for your property and bring in top quality guests, you need to have a space that aligns with that. You know, if you're buying things from Facebook marketplace and basically making a bachelor pad, that's the type of guest that you're going to attract. And so for me, like my mantra in this industry and what I try to share with hosts is buy nice or buy twice. I understand it could be more cash up front, but I mean, going through Minoan, you're able to save, you know, 50, 60, whatever percent off on the items that you have to buy anyway. So for me, it's investing in, in the areas where people are sitting, sleeping or eating, where they're going to be the most is the most important thing to focus on. So that means beds, that means bed frames, that means sofas, um, and making sure that the spaces that you're creating are functional. So if you're saying that your space can seat 10, it needs to seat 10. At the dinner table, you need to have enough plates. I mean, it's the little things that will make a big difference for your guests, your reviews, and your ADR. So for me, if I could give a piece of advice, it's to invest in the pieces that matter up front. And you can save in other areas, but I wouldn't skimp on a mattress. That's where people sleep. I wouldn't skimp on a sofa. That's where they're going to hang out. And I wouldn't skimp on where people are eating. That's why they're booking a short-term rental, right? There are no dining tables in hotel rooms. That's why they're coming to stay in all of these spaces because it's basically their home away from home. So I think buy nice or buy twice is the motto that I try to live by in, in the industry. Um, but I do understand that it can be a little bit daunting uh, especially if your property has not started to cash flow yet. It's so true. Again, I'm, I'm nodding along for people listening on the, <laughs> on the podcast. I'm going, yeah, yeah, that's actually me. And so many times, I mean, we manage for other people and so many times I see owners get to the stage where like, yeah, I've spent a lot buying the house. I've spent a lot, you know, maybe on the, the kitchen, on the, on the actual, uh, you know, internals of the house. I'm just gonna, I'll just get a cheap whatever for, for this room. And they go, oh, I can always upgrade it later on. And you just go, you're never going to upgrade it. Once the yeah. pictures are done, once the photos are done, that's going to be what it is. And if that piece of furniture is poor quality and it breaks, then, you know, you may need to redo photography, which costs, you know, like you say, uh, buy nice or, or buy twice at the end of the day. So if it's a nice bit of furniture, you're going to attract that higher quality guest. So uh, really love that point. The term uh, in your introduction, which I mentioned, was <laughs> boutique geek. And that is, uh, I mean, it was an awesome title, I thought. What does that mean? And are there gadgets or, uh, you know, sort of home furnishings that you personally use either in your home or that you find useful and recommend and why? Yeah, it's a good question. I guess when I think of myself as a boutique geek, I think of loving to travel to cool, unique spaces. If I can avoid staying in a hotel... I will avoid staying in a hotel because to be honest, most of them, especially the large ones are very cookie cutter. And so with short-term rentals, like you really get a chance to curate a space for guests. And to me, like when I'm searching for a short-term rental, that is what I will look for. Something that stands out to me that doesn't look like uh, the other 30 places that I've just scrolled by. Um, there was one, I don't know if this is necessarily something I would like recommend because I don't know, I don't really know the impact that it will have on most guests, but it did on me. I love to cook. Um, and so that's something that's really important to me when looking for a place to stay is, does it have 
all of the kitchen essentials. Like I don't just need a pot and a pan. I need a strainer. I need a can opener. I need all of the, I mean, probably like at least 150 things that go into a kitchen. Um, but I was staying at a short-term rental in Arizona earlier this year with some friends. And this is such a niche example, but it's now made an impact on me almost a year later. They had a set of cooking utensils, like a spatula, um, a ladle, a tongs, whatever. And all of them, I'm like trying to do a visual because maybe my explanation won't be as great, but all of them had like a little knob, I guess, on the handle to where if you put it down on the counter, the top of the um, saucy ladle or the spatula doesn't touch the counter. And for me, that was like a really, I've never seen anything like that. So for me, as someone who loves to cook, it's like they found something that was cool, that was helpful, and quite honestly, helped them make their counters less messy versus putting a super saucy ladle directly on the counter. So that's not, I'm not looking for kitchen utensils when I'm uh, scouring for short-term rentals, but that was just one of those small, it probably cost them less than $15 to do that. And it's made a, an impact on me, you know, since the day I stayed there. I often say to, to the people that we manage for and to, to other hosts, and when people ask, that last 10% detail is actually the most important. So many people get 90% of the way where they go, hey, I've got the majority of stuff that's kind of done. Let's just get it launched. Let's get it cash flow. And that last 10% where, like you say, that sort of detail, that somebody who's probably gone in there and actually either tried to cook themselves or, or really considered yeah. what the experience is going to be like. And uh, it's just so important. You know, we often say, go and try out your short-term rentals try and cook a full-blown meal in there you know how how does the the place feel if is there enough pans is there enough pots have you got enough um utensils and stuff like that um so that was going to be one of my questions actually is is going to be uh -oh. <laughs> what, what can somebody do to persuade you to book but it sounds as though it is just standing out you mentioned being different from the other 30 places so that brings us on to the book direct playbook uh sorry the book direct blueprint the playbook was the previous one by mark simpson this is a book which features if you're listening on the uh, podcast or if you're watching on the youtube you'll be able to see the cover of the book um, the book itself is all about the kind of the blueprint all the information that you need to know as a host to be able to really strive forward and to be able to push your business to the next level whether or not that is like minoan or some of the other uh, sort of tech and sort of services in there there's some amazing people mark actually calls it his his book of avengers for hospitality mm -hmm. world which is pretty cool so uh sage i know uh, between yourself mark and ali you kind of co-writ your chapter within the book how did it feel writing a chapter and what do you feel that the listeners will be able to take away from the chapter on minoan minoan and the book in general it was really fun. I, I remember Allie and I, we were rogue warriors this year going to a lot of different conferences. And I remember being in a hotel room. We may have been in Nashville for, for some event. Um, and we were writing the chapter together, uh, basically slacking with Mark while Allie and I were in the same room, kind of going back and forth. Should we say this? Should we say this? And it was really fun. I mean, we met Mark, um, Mark Simpson for the first time in Nashville at Bill and Mike's event um, earlier this year in March. And I had no idea who he was at the time. And since then it's like totally changed, you know, our relationship. And it just feels like a, an entirely another, uh, huge door has been opened quite honestly, working with Mark. He's a fantastic, um, creator in the space and someone that people look up to, including myself. 
So being able to be a part of it, I think first and foremost is really special. Um, what people can expect to learn from our chapter is how to utilize furnishing in a systematized way to help them get from one property to five, five to 10, 10 to 20, so on and so forth, where furnishing is no longer the thing that takes the most time and is the most expensive. So helping them um, you know, figure out those systems, the tips and tricks, the things to think about when furnishing the space and the order in which to do that uh, is going to be really, really important for someone who's just getting started or from someone, again, like I mentioned, who's already in the industry, but is looking to significantly grow and scale their business. So we have a lot of cool content in the book um, that I'm excited for, for people to check out and um, want to shout out Mark again for uh, inviting us to, to be a part of it. He's not going to be able to get out of whichever room he's in listening to this, you know, but thank you so much for, um, you know, sort of for, for uh, praising him. And at the end of the day, it is one of those things where he often says himself that, you know, meeting the extraordinary people across the industry doing extraordinary things is is, is the reason uh, why he does that. And that's what I feel lucky, you know, doing this, getting to meet awesome people like Salesage and to really be at the forefront of hospitality and the tech and the things that can yeah. help hosts, like you say, whether they've got one unit or 15 or 50 units you know this is that blueprint in there is really there every step of the way so it's worth mentioning for the people listening on the podcast if you do want to go and check it out so as we record this we're in november 2022 the book is coming out in december 2022 so depending on when you're listening to this uh, you can head to boostly.co.uk forward slash blueprint and you'll either be able to pre-register for the book if it's before that time or you'll be able to actually make a purchase all the money does go to uh, charities, food banks, and and things like that, which is really awesome. You know, the, the people involved in this project aren't doing it because, uh, you know, it's making the money. It's a case of really doing some good in the industry, helping as many people as possible. Um, and it's just a cool thing to do because we often get asked, hey, what should I do for this? Or where should I go? Well, now we can say, hey, go and read this book. It's <laughs> going to tell you so much more than what you need. So couple of questions I've got to ask because I know people will want to know this, especially from where I am, which is in the UK. Will Minoan be coming to the UK? And if so, when? I hope so. Um, honestly, I got to go back and now pester our Minoan mark about that. But uh, I, I mean, I think the, the big vision for talking 10x vision of Minoan is, is to be everywhere. Um, and as a boutique geek myself, I mean, I've stayed in some incredible short-term rentals in Spain and Italy and France during my own travels. And I know that there are some incredible spaces and hosts abroad as well. So certainly we'd love to be there and, and bring what we've learned um, from doing business in the US over to Europe and, and beyond. I think there are a few things that we need to nail domestically first. You know, if you think about um, doing business abroad, there are a lot of implications with tax, also with shipping. A lot of brands that we work with in the States may not be available um, in the UK and things like that. So it, it's definitely a lot um, of research that we'd have to do on our end. So I think that the short answer is we got to nail the US first. And, and I hope by the next time the next book happens, I'll have a maybe clearer answer for you. But but stay tuned. Don't, don't lose hope because if, if we're not doing it, um, you know, in the short term, there have to be companies there who are doing something similar. And I, I strongly encourage people who are not in the U.S. to check those out, because the most important thing, whether you use us, whether you use another company, is that you do have a system uh, in place for furnishing. 
this is a great thing about the chapter because I feel that people, no matter where they are in the world, can get really get the value of how yeah. to structure, you know, your, your your business when it comes down to furniture. Because when you first get started, you just you you, you don't know what you don't know, and there's lots yeah. of mistakes that come off the back of that. And this can save you a lot of um, a lot of time and a lot of cash, really, can't it? If you're doing the right thing, so. Is there anything in hospitality at the moment as a general industry that you're excited about? I'm just excited to continue seeing the growth of the short-term rental and vacation industry. I know the market is challenging right now, but from what I've been seeing in these Facebook groups, like that's not necessarily uh, scaring people away from finding new deals and going out there and, and launching new properties. And I mean, the short-term rental space is so incredible. The types of properties that people can put together from container homes to A-frames to tree houses. I mean, it's just so unique. Like you don't see that in hotels. And so as a boutique geek myself, I'm excited to see what the next evolution of the short-term rental industry is. And I feel like, um, you know, it's just getting started. And I, I look forward to seeing how it continues to grow and evolve. And, and selfishly with Minoan, I'm excited to see how we can continue learning, growing, and uh, playing a part in, in the growing space. It's an exciting space for sure. And, uh, you know, it's like you say, it is growing. Every Everybody who's in this space, it's like a bug, isn't it? Where you just go, hey, this is exciting. And it feels like it's just it's, it's just blowing up still, you know. It's, um, even though hospitality has been around for centuries thousands and thousands of years since the start dawn of time but this feels like it's just getting started especially where the tech is merging with with hospitality which is amazing so as we get towards the end of this stage we love to do a couple of quick fire questions these are kind of just fun questions the answers can be short or as long as you like there's no rules around them but they're just fun to get to know you a little bit better so have you got a top holiday destination and why Holiday meaning just vacation destination? Vacation, yeah. Vacation. Sorry, that was Ooh. my English. And, no, <laughs> it's okay. You. I just wanted to make sure I figured. Uh, in my ideal world, if I could get there easily, it would be Sevilla, Spain. I spent a few months there in college and was one of my favorite cities I've ever been to. So if I could get there every week, I wish I could. Um, so hoping to get back there soon. But that's definitely one of my top spots to travel. Nice, nice. I like that. Um, if you, we talked about being the Avengers, so if you were an Avenger, which one would you be or what would be your superpower and why? Oh, would be my superpower. Hmm. I think being able to transport would be pretty cool because that would solve my previous answer of being able to get to Spain and back to Colorado pretty quickly. So I, like I think that. being <laughs> being able to transport myself or like time travel would be pretty cool. Hey, linking the linking the answers together. This is top <laughs> um, one thing I always love to ask because I'm a proper movie geek. I, but you know, sort of, we talked about your boutique geek. I'm I'm a movie geek. Is there any movies that you think that everybody listening should go and check out, or one that you particularly oh. enjoy? Oh man, I have I think a very cringy taste in movies, and to be honest, I'm not I'm not huge into <laughs> movies. To be honest, the first movie that comes to mind is is Where the Millers. Um, I don't know if you've seen that, but I have. Like it's Jason, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, Jason Sudeikis and Jennifer Aniston. It's I like those comedy kind of like borderline stupid movies. To be honest, um, that is my embarrassing to admit but honest answer. <laughs> hey, they're feel good movies, and they're the type of movies where if they're on, you don't change the channel. You just you know hundred percent. Yeah, you yeah. just keep watching them. So we always end uh, our podcast with a question which is quite poignant. And for today's question is going to be, who inspires you and why? 
there are a lot of people, to be honest, that inspire me, but in the context of this call and just like what I've been thinking about for the past several months, like reflecting, especially as we get towards the end of the year, would would be Mark, like our Minoan Mark. Um, I I took a pretty scary jump to leave a comfort of like a cushy job to come to a startup at the time that had raised no money. And, you know, we were a team of, it was basically Mark and his co-founder Chauvin and a few engineers. Um, and Mark has been and is an incredible leader. He's smart, he's empathetic, he is funny, and I, I feel really lucky to work for him. And even on the hard days, like having a leader like Mark kind of steering the ship um, makes all of the hard days and the tough times and the challenges and the obstacles totally worth it. So I'm, I'm riding this Minoan ship all the way, and I feel really lucky to work with and for Mark. Um, and I, I can guarantee that everyone in our team feels the same. So definitely Mark would be my answer. And he knows this, I'm sure. So when he hears this, um, <laughs> I'm sure it'll come up in our conversation. <laughs> I'm sure he'll, he'll comment on it. And uh, yeah, thank you so much. I mean, I, I also love the fact we've coined, we've got Boostly Mark and Minoan Mark. So Yeah, uh, Minoan Mark. We've got we have Boosley one with Mark. a K, one with a C. Exactly. Hofchesky, <laughs> I think. Is yeah, Stofsky. Close. Hofchesky, yeah. I was going to say, I'm, I'm terrible with pronunciation. So um, It's okay. Simpson's a lot easier. <laughs> it is. So uh, thank you so much. One of the things which people will be wondering is how can they get in touch and find out more about Minoan, but also if there's, you know, if you're happy to share any of your socials or anything like that, how they can get in touch with you if they want to hear more from, from yourself, Sage. No problem. So our Minoan Instagram is at Minoan Experience. Um, we have a Facebook page. You can check us out on LinkedIn as well. My personal email is just sage, S-A-G-E at minoanexperience.com. I always love connecting with uh, hosts that we work with, hosts that we don't work with. Any questions, anything you guys want to talk about, um, hospitality uh, related, I'm I'm always interested. So you have my email address and plenty of ways to get in touch with us. Uh, and our website, if you guys want to sign up and you haven't yet, um, you can go to our website at minoanexperience.com. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, really feel that we kind of got to know you a bit more about Minoan and those tips both about, you know, what guests, uh, sorry, hosts should do and what they should avoid is just so important. So I hope uh, the listeners have got some good value. Was there anything we missed or any final thoughts before we uh, close off the podcast? Um, the only thing I would say is for people who are in the US, stay tuned because we have a lot of exciting uh, releases and feature updates coming in early 2023. You guys have shared some incredible feedback. We've listened, we've taken it into account, and I think you guys are going to be really excited with what's coming in 2023. So just stay tuned. Hey, that is a proper teaser. I'm, I'm excited <laughs> to find out for them. So um, thank you so much, Sage, for coming on today. And also thank you to our uh, listeners, to those watching on YouTube as well and on the podcast. I know there's lots of places that you can put your attention and I really thank you for putting your attention with Boostly. Um, hopefully you've learned a lot and, and this has been useful. So that is uh, bye from Sage and that's bye for me. See you on the next one. Thanks very much. Ta-ra. Thanks, Liam.